Good day. I am reading from Matthew chapter 24 and verses 1 through 3, and then I will jump down to verse 14. The Bible said, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And verse 3, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Matthew 24, verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom, Jesus said, shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. I want to talk to you today from the subject, the or the end. The end. I think we would all agree today that one day this world is going to end. And as the world approaches that final day, I believe we would also agree that there will be signs, omens, warnings, or portents to the generation alive on the earth in that day. I think it's safe to assume that because we know human nature, that humanity for the most part will ignore those last day signs, those warnings. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, Luke seventeen twenty six, so shall it also be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Could it be, brothers and sisters, that we are living in that day and that we are also ignoring those very omens that are being sent to us? They tell us that before anything substantial breaks or ends, it gives numerous warnings to the user or to the owner. A vehicle that is on its last leg gives numerous warning signs. It begins to start harder or the brakes begin to make noises. You know what I'm talking about. Or if one's health in his body is beginning to decay. If it's heading somewhere to an unexpected end, it will give signs and warnings to the inhabitant. A marriage that's failing certainly gives numerous signs and warnings and even omens to people practicing. Matthew 24, verse 6, Jesus talked about wars and rumors of wars upon the earth. There's two things, my brother and sister, that really annoy me if I hear them from a professional, someone who has greater knowledge than the average. When someone tells me it's supposed to be that way, a professional mechanic, a professional craftsman, whatever his trade might be, 
if something is breaking and I see the signs or the symptoms and I bring I bring this vehicle or whatever it might be to them for their professional analysis and occasionally I have actually heard pros say, oh, it's supposed to be that way. I know better. I don't like being played for ignorant. It's giving off warning signs. It's giving off portends. It's telling me that if you don't pay attention to this, it's going to break in an even greater capacity. And the second thing that really annoys me when I hear professionals speak is, oh, it will only break again. Why repair your brakes? Why repair the house that's breaking? Why repair the furnace that's making noises? It will only break again. What they're saying to me is they want to ignore the signs that I don't want to ignore. Hello, somebody. Well, the Bible speaks in 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 3 of two signs that will be seen. They will be evident before the end. Number one, it's called a great falling away. It is where we get our term apostasy from. Apostasy. This isn't talking about people just quitting church because they're physically tired or emotionally drained. It's talking about a compromising by people who once loved the Lord Jesus Christ. Things you might hear them say or the way they might live, it could resemble something like this. God's just not as important anymore. That is, an, is a sign of an apostate attitude. I, I just need me space from the church and from my brothers and sisters. That is a sign of an apostate attitude. Number one, a great falling away, an apostasy in the body of Christ, where people who once were on fire for God are now lethargic and lukewarm and even cold in their soul. Preaching can't reach them anymore. The, the duties and responsibilities of living a, a separated life means nothing to them anymore. There are too many worldly voices ministering to them. Hence, this falling away of my good intentions. The second thing Paul mentioned was the revealing or the advent of the Antichrist. Who is the Antichrist? Is he alive today? Is he politically motivated? Is he a religious man or woman, he or she? The answer to most of those questions is probably yes. And I'm sure, as much as I can be in my limited knowledge, that this individual is alive and on planet Earth today. I'm sure he, he or she has great political persuasions and influence. And I am doubly sure that this person, he or she, is strongly religious. So a religious politically motivated person who's setting up a kingdom, yea, even today. I want to read to you from 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. The apostle said, Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. 
But every spirit and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come, and even now already is it in the world. This is talking about the wake caused by the presence of one individual, the Antichrist. This is talking about individual people from the bride of Christ, from the church and from this world that had bought into the things the Antichrist is preaching. This is the many, the many, excuse me, many Antichrists that have already come. Now, the prefix anti, A-N-T-I, means two things in the scripture. Number one, it means against. Against Christ. And number two, it means in substitute of. In substitute of the Christ. I'll say it again. Antichrist means against Christ or a substitute for the Christ. Jesus said in Matthew 24 and verse 24 that many false false prophets and Christ shall arise. Many false prophets and many false Christ shall arise and show great signs and wonders so that it may even be the elect that are deceived. 1 John 4 verse 1, the, the apostle said, Believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. So, number one, apostasy, a great falling away, is going to be a very present sign on the earth right before the end of it all, right before the return of the Lord. And the second thing is the revealing of the Antichrist. I do believe, my friends, that we are living on the very edge the very sharpest point of the edge of the revealing of the Antichrist. I'm not saying that simply because of how weird 2020 has been, and it's certainly been unexplainable. We're living different lives today than we did just one short year ago. But I believe we are on the edge. We are nearing an open door for the revealing of the man of sin, the man of lawlessness, the Antichrist. Are you ready for the end, my friend? Are you ready for the end of this chapter, the end of this book? I love to read, and when reading, I definitely love approaching the end. I anticipate the last page. I anticipate the end of the story. They tell you, in very basic public speaking. The most important things about your speech is the opening and the closing. Not the length of the body, not even the content of the body, but how you open and how you close. My brother and sister, I feel like the closing of this whole chapter, this whole book of life that we are uh, very, very mixed up with is about to close with a boom. It's about to close with a very obvious ending. And let me read to you just one last setting of scriptures from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 
I'm beginning in verse number 4, and I'll read all the way down through 12. Who opposes, speaking of the man of sin, and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things? And now you know what withholdeth, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only who he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Oh, praise the Lord. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. That is very powerful. And verse 11, For this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Finally, verse 12, That they all might be damned who believed not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Are you ready for the end, my friend? Are you ready for the final page to be turned? Is your soul ready to meet your maker? Have you put anything in front of your relationship with God in place of your relationship with God? The Antichrist, the against Christ, the in substitute of Christ is what this world is waiting on. He will apparently have all the answers. He will have political answers. He will have financial answers. He will be able to solve the enigma, the mystery, the riddle of all life that mankind has spent centuries searching for. It will be so smooth. It will be so so welcomed by the public spectrum, if you would. But are you ready to meet the Lord today, my friend? The Bible said in 2 Peter 1 verse 10, to make your calling and election sure. My brother and sister, the signs are there. They are everywhere around you every day. The signs are there. But you don't have to live in fear. We can live in anticipation of the coming of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will make all things well. Are you ready? Are you absolutely making your calling and election sure, I pray you are, because what's coming upon us soon is the end. God bless you.